You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new centerfire rifle ammunition terminal ascent. Now, the terminal ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The terminal ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet, and it comes in a variety of cartridges, including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06, and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com. And while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week can you spend out As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. In this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast, we're gonna showcase freedom hunters. We talk with Anthony Pace. Anthony has become a great friend, and they're in any partnership that we have that's more important to Houndsman XP than the relationship and the partnership that we have for with Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters takes Americans' warriors, the people that have sacrificed for our freedom, and puts them in the field and reconnects them with the hunting public gets them involved many of these veterans have never been hunting before or they are searching for something to get involved with after they come back from lengthy deployments traumatizing battle and i'm very proud of the relationship that we have with freedom hunters and i really like what freedom hunters is doing for our military veterans you're really going to enjoy the podcast. Uh, it's going to provoke some thought. I hope you sit back and you think, ma'am, what can I do to get involved in 2021 and pay back 
America's heroes for the freedoms that we enjoy every day. So I hope you're not skipping this pre-roll. If you are not, then thank you very much. I, I want to tell every one of you Happy New Year. And from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every one of you that is following us and our faithful listeners every week to this podcast. I never thought that we could have the following that we have. Um, you guys are awesome. And I just want to start off the new year by telling you that. Lauren and Seth and I all appreciate everything that you do for Houndsman XP. And we love featuring you, the common houndsman, and sharing your story and how you can get involved. And and just if we can just simply light a path forward to how we preserve, protect, and promote this lifestyle that we live, that is such an honor for us to do. It's not about us. It's about this lifestyle that we love so much. Free casting these hounds, chasing critters. You know, we we talk about a bunch of stuff on this podcast, and it is all about preserve, protect, and promote the lifestyle that we have. If that can't be our focus on this podcast and our main mission is houndsmen, then we might as well get rid of these hounds and just get otter hounds or something that uh, is no longer relevant in the sporting dog world. So preserve, protect, and promote. We highly encourage you to get involved with those local hound organizations that you have. There's a bunch of them out there, and every one of them needs your help, folks. They're looking for a good person just like you to step up and stand in the gap, help them with the mission. So I highly encourage you to get involved there. Remember the words of Edmund Burke. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. There is no time for delay, so pick up that phone today. Call a fellow houndsman that you know is involved in great organizations like uh, Eastern Idaho Houndsman Association, Idaho State Houndsman, Hoosier Tree Dog Alliance, um, Houndsman United, Michigan Bear Hunters Association, Wisconsin, they're all out there. Find out who they are. Help us preserve this sport forever. Uh, middle of New Mexico, around Mountain Air. It, how do you, oh, is um, it mount, uh, Mountain Air? Like A-I-R, Mountain Air? Yeah, yep, and all one word. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that town. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little town. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, a couple hundred people, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a neat little town. Um, we're about 20 miles east of there, or west of there. New Mexico is um, New Mexico is one of those states that I've just never spent a lot of time in. It's it's a state that I'd like to, you know, I want to get down there and explore it and look around and and it's got to have tons of. You just see pictures and hear stories and talk to people, hunters, houndsmen from that state and and uh, you know it just seems like a place that I need to make a an effort to get there and and take some of it in a lot of opportunity there yeah yeah and i was trying to think when we were there it's uh i think we'd you know i was trying to think of a way to get down there and do a 
uh, you know, houndsman hunt. And um, I think we could do it. Um, the problem is the, the property itself, um, you know, there's a, there's ground to hunt, but I don't know that you'd have a multiple day hunt out of it. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to get, uh, you know, neighbors involved and, and have more ground to cover. Um, you know, they have, you know, cliffs and, and places it's, it, you know, there's, it's bobcat country. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, yeah. we, we did see, we did see some bobcat tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, you know, with, with pounds, you'd have the property covered in, in a day, mm-hmm. you know, maybe day and a half. Um, how many acres, you know, how many the, acres did you say? 5,000, five, 5,000. 5, yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's, and you know, and, and you're only talking, you know, huntable bobcat area of, of, you know, probably half of that, hmm. you know, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, rolling cedar kind of country. And then, and then you get into some, um, uh, you know, some cliffs and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of going up to, to the top of the mesas, not really, you know, big cliffs like what we were seeing on the Navajo reservation, but, uh, maybe lower country type stuff. Yeah. So, so anyway, you got jackrabbits, but they got jackrabbits on this place. Jack- yeah. What if- and that's the other thing I was thinking with Seth, but it's, there's no real open ground. Mm. It's all cedars so i got you i don't know if that would be you know you'd you'd see the dogs for the first 15 seconds and then (laughs) you you probably wouldn't wouldn't see the catch yeah yeah that's Uh, something to work on i mean new mexico is such a huge area though anyway i mean with so much public ground that that we could surely figure out a way to do a uh, a hound adventure down there just on public ground and maybe incorporate a couple days of or a day or two of uh, of uh, coursing dog stuff. If I'll work with Seth on that and see what we can come up with. Yeah, because the nice nice part about the ranch is that we have housing. Ooh. So that that's the good part about it is they've got uh, the, the place we stayed at was above the uh, company's garage. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, kind of a a bunkhouse up there. Yeah. So uh, it's got two rooms. Each of the rooms have, you know, five or six bunk beds, and um, and then a bathroom in each of those rooms, and then it's got a main, you know, kind of a, I don't know, a meeting area that's got two beds in it and a small kitchen. Yeah. So we we had uh, ten people staying staying there and. We, 11 people we could have a snoring yeah. fest a snoring contest yeah yeah absolutely and i can win every time you know it just depends depends on what kind of mood i'm in i can give you people a run for my money most of the time you know <laughs> when i'm in the right mood my wife says i snore all the time but i've never heard it yeah yeah i don't believe it yeah i don't either i think it's uh, i think it's just a uh i think it's just a reason to uh cause discontentment in the home because <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> when i room with other people when i'm on the road 
you know, I'll ask them. I was like, did I snore last night? It's like, no, I didn't hear it. So I don't know if they're lying to me, just trying to be nice, or if if I really don't. So, I mean, there's a there's a disconnect well, here. I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, I've seen, I've, I've roomed with vets, and they've, you know, I said, man, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'll probably keep you up. Nah, don't worry, man. I'm in the military. I've slept with, you know, rooms of guys. Right. Snoring doesn't bother me. I've been around some of the best, and they wake up the next morning and go, you win. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky I didn't make you you sleep in a gas mask or try to smother you with a pillow in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky you woke up. You know, it's it's good to be number one at something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us about some of the the freedom hunters adventures that – Tell, we'll get into some of the challenges that 2020 had for us, Anthony, but uh, let's talk about, let's start with success. Well, short, we, short we list, had, huh? You, you kind of pause. Is it a short list? What's that? I said you kind of paused there. So are we talking about a real short list of successes here? Um, no, no, we, <laughs> we actually, not too bad. No, we did all right. Good. Despite, despite COVID. So right. we had, uh, you know, over a hundred outings, um, you know, so we had, we had quite a bit, um, considering and we, sh- we probably would have had another 75 or hundred outings if, um, if it wasn't for COVID, but. So you're talking you know, about 100 is. individual events in 2020? Individual. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, how many vets were involved in those? Oh, you know, and it ranges every everywhere from you know one vet on up to thirty at a time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we 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 probably had a good seven hundred and fifty or so. Yeah. So what does a one vet? Uh, let's talk about the different kind of events. So what does an event with one vet look like? How does that? You know what kind of what kind of hunt or is it a fishing trip or or what are you looking at there? Yeah, just about anything really. I mean, you know, if you you look at the uh, the cat hunt we did in Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, with with one vet, you know, obviously there was one vet and you know twenty people involved in making it happen on the hunt, um, and then you get something that's uh, you know a little little more simple than that where you'll have a you know, an outing with, uh, you know, a, a turkey hunt where you've got, you know, basically one, one mentor and, and two veterans. Okay. So that makes sense. It can be anything all across the board. You know, we had, a you know, a coyote hunt with, uh, you know, Al Morris and, and Fox pro, you know, and we had Al there and we had two vets and, um, you know, he kind of went out and took them hunting and you know, that was that. So pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a, what is a multi-veteran event look like? Like where you've got, you know, um, 30 vets involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like Chicoteague Island, I think we ended up having about 28 vets and, um, vets would rotate in, in and out. Um, but you know, they'd have, uh, 
have the guys staying in the hotel. And this year was a little different with COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't have any of the big uh, get-togethers with, uh, you know, Tyson food coming in and cooking chicken dinners and, um, you know, getting together at the uh, one of the VFWs and having a, you know, big spaghetti dinner for the guys in the evening. Uh, but basically, the you know, we'd have, we had probably, I don't know, 10, 10 mentors there on the hunt who would get the guys, you know, directed to the stands, get them set up, be there if they harvested anything to, to bring the game out. So what, what kind of hunt, uh, what kind of hunt is that, Anthony? It's, it's a tree stand hunt for deer and uh sicka elk. Okay. And, uh, so it's right on the, uh, Cheek Island refuge. Um, so we've, the, uh, refuge sets aside an area for the veterans to hunt and then uh we we go in and just have a have a good time what state what state's that in that's in maryland maryland okay yeah did you uh did freedom hunters host any deer hound deer hunts this year we did we actually just finished up a couple of them in virginia so the uh the james river um gun and, and rod club held a hunt um the 23rd so we had four veterans out for that or i should say um i think there was one veteran and three active duty um soldiers that were on that from fort eustis um and they uh you know they did all right i think they got a couple deer on that hunt uh but the club club treated them really well had one of the commanding generals come over from from Fort Houston and, you know, speak to the guys, speak to the club. So great event, great group of Patriots there. And, um, you know, we had, uh, another one, um, what's, what was the name of that club? Um, I'm losing my mind, which doesn't, we know that doesn't take too much. I know that. Yeah. 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 After working with you for the last couple of years, I I understand. (laughs) I don't, I don't have far to go for crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, the the Central Hill Hunt Club um, in Virginia was another one. We had 10 vets on that. So they, they did did pretty good. Got, a, again, a few deer, a couple bucks. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just a, just a good, you know, family-friendly outing. A bunch of good guys bringing their hounds out, you know, sharing their passion with everybody is what it's all about yeah so so that's a good point to bring up so if if a one of our listeners is we talk about freedom hunters all the time um in a recent podcast we talked about um our five new year's resolutions and one of the uh topics or one of the resolutions was to invest in something bigger than yourself and when i look at an organization like freedom hunters that's exactly the motivation behind that, you know, of getting involved, of, of taking your time and giving back to the warriors that have secured the freedoms that we enjoy. And, and so from your experience, Anthony, what can you tell our listeners, what is going to be their benefit to getting involved with an organization like Freedom Hunters and taking veterans hunting? Now the benefit with with working with us is is we've got a pretty big database of, of warriors 
spread out across the country. And, um, you know, the Warriors are, you know, they're, they're really interested in, in getting out and doing just about anything, experiencing uh, new opportunities out there. And a lot of them have never hunted with hounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of found in, in the few that we've done that, you know, once the guys get out there and, and experience it, that they're hooked, you know, and that they, you know, become new, new houndsmen out there and, and, um, you know, get to share that with their family and, and con- continue the tradition of, of hunting with hounds. And it's, again, it doesn't have to be anything, uh, special or hard or, um, anything complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, if, you know, if, if you're out there hunting and, and you want to share that experience, uh, with the new generation of hunters or someone that has an interest in, in the outdoors, um, that's, that's the whole key to it. Um, you know, and these guys, again, have spent so much time, you know, on deployments and in training and, and whatever else they really, uh, a lot of them haven't had the chance to get outdoors and enjoy hunting. Not in the, not in the way they wanted to. That's for sure. (laughs) They, they, They might've been on hunting experiences, but not, uh, you know, I'm sure they would prefer to go on a hunting experience where they're not having people shoot back at them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, every veteran, every warrior goes into that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just an opportunity for, for veterans to, you know, find something to do besides, and you said it at the first time that you were on our podcast, besides sit on the couch and play video games and hunting yeah. provides an opportunity for that. And, and, um, and when you go to these events and you see veterans, or I'm sorry, you see your, see the people who helped put this together. What kind of reaction do you get from them um, when, when it, at the end of the event, they've put in all this work, they've put in all this time, and what kind of reaction do you get from the people who hosted or helped put on the events? You know, to be honest, uh, sometimes the the benefit is is greater for those that are putting it on than the warriors themselves you know to be able to sit there and and watch a warrior come in and at you know the first you know 15 20 minutes half hour you know they're quiet reserved um in a shell you know not quite knowing what to do Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the hunt you know they're out of the shell they're you know having conversations like they've been friends since second grade and to see that that change um in in the warrior and feel that appreciation um you know i I sometimes feel guilty that you know i think i'm getting out more out of the hunts than than the warriors are yeah i'm not ever pulling the trigger i'm not pulling the trigger Mm -hmm. it's just just watching that change you know and, and you see that time after time and, uh, you know, to be honest, I, you know, people walk away with lifelong friends. And, you know, there's people that we've had had out, you know, 10, 15 years ago that are still in contact with the warriors that, uh, that they went hunting with. And, you know, they, they spend separate time together out in the woods. They, 
um, you know, carry on conversations about family and friends. And, and it's, again, it's a life-changing event for, for everybody involved. Yeah, I still, I, I still communicate with Tanner Babb. You know, the, our our veteran that w- warrior that we took on the hunt to the Navajo. Um, he called. Yeah. We we call and talk about you know once every couple months and catch up and and uh, yeah, I mean it's an investment. The the thing that builds bonds and the thing that makes these veterans so dedicated to their service is because of the the brothers and the sisters that they have that are enduring the same challenges and the same hardships and shared experiences. And that is what builds the warrior bond. And when we take these veterans and we take them on this hunting adventure, and now we are sharing challenges and struggles and, you know, not every hunt is, is, um, uh, each, each, it, they all have their challenges, whether it's, it's trying to get it to a hound treed or it's trying to find a track or, um, you know, long hours in a vehicle looking for that one track or, or whatever it is, there's a, there's a challenge there. And when you share those challenges, I tell my son, you know, the bond between men is, is very strong when you share common challenges, you know, and you get through them together. And I think that is key and that's what sets this opportunity for veterans apart from so many other things. Um, you go to a, a veterans benefit or a banquet or a meal or something like that, and those are all good things, but there's no challenge involved. The only challenge is maybe getting in the room. And for some veterans, that's a, that's a challenge in and of itself, getting back into public. But when you can take that veteran and, and, share some blood, sweat, and tears, and, and chew some of the same dirt with them, then you're building a bond there, and that's what they recognize and understand, and that's why it's so valuable of an opportunity for them. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, and I'll just I'll, I'll bring up a, a gentleman that, that we had this last weekend out as a mentor. Um, he was a veteran that I invited to a Ducks Unlimited banquet. You know, he came to the banquet, and he's you know, he was he was reserved. He set back. He he didn't have um, really. You could tell that being in a room with that many people um, was bothering him. Mm-hmm. And you know, he did it. Did everything he could to uh, you know muster the strength to to stick through the whole event. Um, so then we invited him out on on an antelope hunt. Uh, it was part of the Jim Shockey tribute hunts, and uh, had him out on a pronghorn hunt. You know, we're in the car and, you know, sharing, sharing all the funs and laughs and, and, um, you know, riding each other's case throughout the whole day. You know, by the end of the day, he, you know, came up and said, Hey, you know, I've, I've been struggling for a long time. He said, this, this really helped me out. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to help anytime I can. So he came out with this, uh, we had an elk hunt this last weekend. You know, he came out and, and was there just to do whatever he could. You know, um, you know, help cook the meals, help, um, you know, guide the guys out, you know, take them out to places and look, hike with them, you know, and just spend some time mentoring uh, some of his fellow veterans. Yeah, it's and great. And it, it's, you know, it's just huge to, to watch that change mm-hmm. and, and see see what, you know, spending time in the, 
in the outdoors can do for people. It, it, it amazes me every time. It is an amazing thing. And, and most warriors don't do it so that they can be recognized publicly. Um, no, it's embarrassing. It can be embarrassing at times for, and make them feel uncomfortable. But when you can take them into an environment like that and spend one-on-one time and, and it's funny, you know, the, 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 the veterans that I've been around, they don't, they don't want your help. You know, I mean, they do want your help, but no. they don't want any favors. You know, it's like, no, I will, I will pack this out or I will get up there. We don't, you know, uh, if they're capable of doing that, they don't, they, they still want to be involved and, and not feel like that you're treating them any differently. It's an honor for us, for us to be able to do that for them. But at the same time, we've got to be able to, uh, respect their dignity you know what i mean so if, if you if you have an event Absolutely. and all of a sudden you're standing them all up and you're like ah, oh, you know tell us all the all the awards that you've won all the citations you've earned you know the the warriors that i know don't feel comfortable doing that and that's not the environment but when you can go out and you can hey you shot that elk you're going to pack some of it out they're going to be like you better believe it you know and, and that that Absolutely. that yeah. builds the bond yeah. You know, and they're, you know, they're men's men. I mean, they are, they don't want to, to be pampered. You know, I don't care what kind of disability they have, you know, they want to do it on their own. They're going to get up that hill yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. You know, it may take them, may take them longer than, than the next guy, but they're going to get up that hill and they're, they're going to um, do it on their own. You know, don't carry my pack. Don't carry my gun. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's great. And I, again, I think that's what they like. It's the challenge. They like, they like to, to be men again. And not, not that they ever weren't, but, um, you know, they want to prove their muster. Right. Right. I agree. And that's, that's the benefit for people that aren't veterans. You know, houndsmen are, are, are so patriotic. Uh, a, just a patriotic group of of people, and they want to honor whether they were a veteran or not. Honor the people that that have secured their freedoms. And when I when I see houndsmen coming together to do this, you know, when they when they see that, it's an inspiration at home. You know, it's an inspiration at work. It's an inspiration the next time they're out hunting. And it's, it's an inspiration when they're interacting with one another. You know, now, now these houndsmen have shared experiences for this common good. And it's not as... You can, you can relieve a lot of um, anxiety among different, you know, houndsmen like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's hunting with hounds is very competitive. It's competitive whether you're competition coon hunting or you're looking for a lion track or you're trying to get a bear treat or whatever. But when you have a group of houndsmen come together for a common goal like this, man, now, you, now you've built bonds with other houndsmen too. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, again, it, I, you know, being on the lion hunt that we had 
Tanner on um, was my first hound hunt to be on. And just to see, you know, the community come together and, and the houndsmen in the area. And, uh, you know, we had, um, you know, guys that, that were dedicated and coming to help, um, you know, but then, uh, you know, we ran into the group of, of houndsmen, you know, from out of state and they're, you know, they were, you know, giving us pointers, you yeah. know, showing us, you know, where, where, where they found tracks and, and, uh, you know, we would, it, it's, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. We, we were getting calls while we were on this. Hey, you guys are doing that freedom hunters hunt. If we find a track, we'll call you, you know, of guys that yeah. weren't not in the core organizational part. Uh, you know, I'm, I hesitate to say by our group, but you know, there were, there were a few of us there that were working together, but we had, we had people that we would run into. And when they found out what they what we were doing, it's like, well, if we find a track, we'll call you, man, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. So, yeah. So let's talk. Yeah, it's, uh, it's neat stuff. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, and we've, I say it on the podcast all the time. If, if you host, if you host a freedom hunters event, the chances are very good that you are going to be the biggest beneficiary out of this thing, you know, um, and not to take away anything that the, the, the veterans or the warriors can benefit from it. They are going to, but it's never going to be a waste of your time. Never. If, if, uh, you're going to walk away with that, with a, a whole new perspective and, um, what an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, it's, uh, it's extremely patriotic to do. And, um, you know, once, once you do it and, and you see, you know, how it affects the the warriors, um, you know, it'll, it'll change you and it'll, you know, inspire you that, um, that we have such great men and women that, that serve our country Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, to, to see that in action and, you know, Hey, you know, veterans and warriors or people too there there could be some bad seats out there but you know knock on wood you know the last you know 15 years um 99.9.9 percent of the people we get out there uh, you walk away and go you're you're a better person just from knowing them cool yeah let's talk about some more of the events that we had uh limber loss came through with another event this year Limber Lost Coon Hunters yeah. in, in uh, northeast Indiana there. Give us a rundown yeah, of that was, event. Yeah, it was a good event. We had um it was, it was a we had more spaces where we could have put warriors. Um I think COVID was, was keeping everybody um you know back a little bit on that. So we, we ended up having I believe six warriors uh, on that hunt. And, you know, the the club there at Limber Lost um and they just treat the guys like they're kings. And, um, you know, every time, uh, this is the second year we've done it, and you know, the guys come out of there just inspired and, you know, again, exposed to an opportunity that, that they hadn't been exposed to before. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, this this year, you know, we've got guys that, that walked out of there going, I, I, I need to get involved in this sport. I, this is a lifestyle I can live with. Right. <laughs> Right, uh, you know, and again, the the club members themselves, I think, you know, really appreciate um, 
getting to know these warriors on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Lingo is the one that, that kind of ramrods that whole event up there. Uh, his dad was was um, very active in Limberlost, and, and Matt has found something that he, he really enjoys doing. So, you know, give a public shout-out there to Matt Lingo for his efforts and, and keeping the keeping the life in, in an event that makes such a great impact on our veterans. So I've heard you say the, the, the C word a couple of times and, um, let's just talk about that a little bit. You know, I, I, when we look at the national statistics, you know, on, on, uh, COVID and the effects of COVID, you know, the positives in that for hunters and people who do things outdoors is the, rush of people that have come into our ranks to uh be involved in that and um that's a positive thing on one hand that that we need more people that are familiar with what we do and how we do it but um it also presents some challenges <laughs> you know when you gotta when when you gotta share space um with people but but we have an opportunity there I, I saw a statistic the other day there's seven million new shooters since covid kicked off you know just shooters just people that are buying ammo and buying guns now that's not a, it sounds good but try to find a box of 22 shells right now you know it's got its challenges and um what are some of the challenges that COVID has has thrown at freedom hunters in 2020? You know, the, the one of the biggest challenges we had was, you know, the loss of fundraisers. Um, you know, we started off with, uh, you know, we had our Jim Shockey Classic uh, golf tournament that was scheduled uh, the uh, middle of March last year. And uh, everything was looking good, and then things were gearing up with uh, uh, everybody being worried about COVID and the regulations tightening and tightening and travel being harder. Um, so that shut down that that event, and then we lost several other fundraisers, um, you know, throughout the year. And so that was that was the biggest challenge, and it you know it hit also during uh, then tur- turkey hunting season. As you know, we had big hunts that were set up with uh, a lot of clubs, um, you know, where we'd have, you know, a large number of vets there and, you know, pheasant hunt that we had set up with 30 vets. And a lot of that hunt was uh, older Vietnam vets and, you know, the, you know, the scare of COVID and, and the reality of COVID. I mean, it is, you know, it is a disease you've got to be careful with. And, you know, a certain population, uh, you know, especially the older, older vets, um, you know, you want to be extremely careful. Um, you know, younger, younger vets, you know, they may get it and it hit a mild case of it. And, you know, I had it and it was, I've, I've had, I've been sicker, uh, many times in the past than I did with COVID. Um, but it's, you know, again, it's a challenge. You don't want to, um, you know, expose people, uh, you know, to a virus that could be deadly to them. You know, they could be, they could be that, you know, 0.1% that, uh, you know, their bodies don't react well with COVID. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you know, we try to be as you know as careful as we can uh, with the outings that we do, and and again, try not to um, you know have the big uh, dinners and get-togethers that we might on certain hunts that that um, you know we've done in the past. We just you know we pare that back and you know deal strictly you know with the vets involved and and you know do what you can to be to be safe and and be respectful uh you know of other people and uh you know so that, again uh, it's unfortunate that we lost the hunts that we did and you know i, I kind of feel you know we're already dealing with uh, you know suicide rates of 22 vets a day um out there which is ep- epidemic and then you get the pandemic on top of that and and the suicide rates have, have jumped you know I'm, I'm hearing you know anywhere between you know 30 to 40 vets a day taking their lives during during this um and, wow and and part of it is you know uh, the, the isolation the feeling of hopelessness um so i, I think even more important is is the opportunities that we have and the outings that we have, you know, to, to give somebody, um, you know, an opportunity, even if they know, Hey, it's, you know, a month or two down the road, we've got something to look forward to Mm -hmm. and, uh, and to prepare for, you know, get out and shoot and, and, um, you know, get your gear and your body, um, acclimated for what you've got to do for, for the upcoming, upcoming opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think is is huge psychologically and important for the guys to to be able to uh, you know get that forward thinking again instead of hey doom and gloom the world's coming to an end yeah so so you, so, you know what you're what you're saying I, uh, what I'm hearing you say Anthony is is yeah there's been challenges but you're not you've found ways to overcome the challenges to still get vets in the field in 2020 and you're going to continue to do that into 2021 um what i'd like your opinion on and maybe have a discussion about is is um what's the forecast look like i mean when when the nra can't have its annual convention and you lose millions of dollars in revenue and the shot shows canceled and and you can't have those traditional fundraisers uh as we know them or we've had in the past, you know, what's your, what's your forecast for, for organizations that operate mostly on membership and donation basis? You know, I, I think you just have to adapt and overcome. Um, you know, we've, we've switched um, and gone to a lot of online uh, fundraising opportunities. And, you know, I mean, you see that with every conservation group out there. You're getting a an email or a notification or Facebook message from uh, you know Ducks Unlimited and and Delta and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and NRA and on down the line. You know um, where you you know we've we've got to come up with new new and different ways to fundraise. Um, you know, and we've we've still you know we've had a you know in person sporting clays event and. Um, in, in in conjunction with an online auction, you know, again, if people didn't want to come to the event online or uh, in person, they could 
you know, they could bid online. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, you know, we've got the Jim Shock Classic Golf Tournament coming up, you know, March 28th and 29th in, in South Carolina. You know, we're going to have that in-person element there as well as the online. And, you know, the nice part about, um, you know, I guess people are, are more comfortable with the online uh, fundraising portion that uh, that they're seeing now and, and more aware of it. You know, I know there was probably people who didn't want to, you know, bid online auctions and, and worry about their, you know, exposing uh, themselves to, you know, credit issues and, and, and uh, personal identification theft and things along that line. But it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent that, uh, you know, I, I think in the end, that's, that's probably going to help all groups that are out there fundraising mm-hmm. and uh, you know, be able to not just depend on whether you've got a couple whales in the room willing to spend a lot of money on, on specific items. You can, you could pull from friends and relatives and people in your network from across the country that, that support the event, but um, you know, whatever, have a schedule conflict. So, you know, you, you could be on vacation with your family, you know, in, in Disneyland, if it's open, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, you know, bid on a, an item, you know, bid on a rifle, a shotgun, or, uh, you know, a trip somewhere for the future. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the positive side of things. And, and I think that's, you know, that's what we've got to do is just figure out a way around this. You know, again, um, you know, maybe we don't have, um, you know, I was talking with uh, one of the mentors that puts on that uh, pheasant hunt up in uh, uh, Hartstown, Pennsylvania, you know, and that's where we have a lot of Vietnam vets in it. You know, so we were talking yesterday, um, how do we do that? You know, COVID's still an issue and still an issue with uh, that we got to be aware of with the older vets, mm-hmm. you know, so do we pare that down? Do we, instead of doing one big hunt with 30 vets, do we do, you know, smaller hunts where, again, you're not having a big, you know, get together at breakfast and big lunch, you know, you just, Hey, you know, you're out in the field. Um, you know, you're going to be going to be safe out there. You don't have to be, you know, crammed together and in, in a room where, um, you, you can have a super spreader event, right? you know, um, let's, let's pare it back a little bit. Let's change it. Yeah. And, and we'll make it, and we'll sit around. Make it, uh, so it works. Yeah. Make it so it works. And none of us wants to come, you know, deep down inside we're Americans. So we're, we're rebellious, rebellious by nature. And, um, uh, regardless of, of what we think and, and, Sometimes we just have to figure out new ways to approach these challenges. And, you know, you definitely don't want to have a, have a close proximity event. I mean, can you imagine the devastation? You have that, you have that event up there with your breakfast and you're like, oh, we're going to have it because this is America and we're going to do it. And then one vet, one of those Vietnam vets, you know, goes to the doctor three days later with COVID and then, you know, he gets extremely sick or dies. You know, um, 
Yeah, you can say he could die. He could go, but you know, die die in a car crash, going there or back, or injured in a car crash. But at the same time, there are what I'm hearing you say is there are other ways and to to accomplish this mission without stuff like that. And I I think that's kind of an it's it's an exciting thing, and it's I'll get on my soapbox here a little bit. You know, the hound hunting community needs to start recognizing those opportunities and then supporting those organizations that are going to uh, you know put funds in the in the coffers of freedom hunters of veterans organizations uh the nra whatever it is we've got we've got to figure out we've got to be able to recognize it because it's a new thing you know and we've got to get on board because hollywood movie stars are writing checks for hundred thousand dollars to the people that are trying to take away our freedoms and to the the organizations on the other side and and if we don't get with it we got to find a way to overcome or we're going to get swept aside we can't keep up yeah absolutely and you know it's you know right now you know the firearms industry and and the ammunition industry obviously are are doing well in covid yes they can't they can't keep up with demand. Um, you know, that's going to come to an end at some point. Uh, you know, it did that um, with a previous administration and, you know, people were, were buying everything and anything they could. And then, then things stalled out for the industry. So I, I think they're maybe a little bit more prepared for that, knowing that, you know, at, at some point, um, you know, the flow of revenue and the flow of products going to slow down. Um, but, um, you know, now, you know, rake it in while you can, while, while the times are good. Sure. But, you know, the nice thing, like you said, you know, there are so many new sportsmen that are out there and, and people who, you know, again, had the fear of, Hey, the, the shelves on the, in the grocery store are empty. You know, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to um, survive? And I think that has opened up so many more opportunities and and um, opened up people's eyes to, hey, you know, sportsmen, hunter, hunters and anglers, you know, have been providing for their families for eons. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should get out there and and learn what this is about. <laughs> Exactly. You know, the, the fruit on the vine is ripe right now. It's ripe. And, um, these people have been looking for this opportunity and we can either, uh, not take advantage of it, or we can mentor them into being good hunters and fishermen and things like that. Or we can sit back and, and complain about more people in the parking places, you know, at, at, uh, at our trailheads and yeah. things like that. Um, but the, the, the fruit on the vine is ripe right now for us to pick it. And they may never hunt again after, if this thing comes to an end, they may never hunt again. But if we do this right, they're not going to fight us because they've experienced it and they know what it is. And, and, sure. uh, man, what a great opportunity. I, I just think it's, it's a, I, I've referred to it as the second golden age of conservation. If we're smart about it and we try to mentor these these newcomers 
into our lifestyle, then we can secure the future of, of our sport and, and our lifestyle. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's kind of neat. We had, uh, one of the online auctions that we had Benelli put on for us. And, uh, one of the guys that, uh, bid on the pheasant hunt at the Kansas governor's ringneck classic, uh, they always give us a couple, couple seats at the table to, you know, auction off to make money for, and, uh, you know, they've been hosting vets for us, you know, the last 10 years. Uh, but the guy who ended up winning the bid for the ringneck classic, um, was a new hunter. He, it was his very first hunt. Um, so, you know, he got to go out there and, you know, hunt with a couple of our vets and, uh, you know, enjoy and see what it, what it was all about. And, you know, he's hooked, Great. you know, uh, he is, he is one of those guys that, um, you know, he's a, you know, an exec at a, at a, you know, cell phone company and, um, really had no idea, um, you know, what to expect when he showed up there and experienced the hunt. <laughs> and it, it I always, and, I always you know, wonder what, up. yeah, I always wonder what those guys are thinking on the drive too. It's like, okay, so what's this going to yeah. be about? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he, he shows up with a tactical shotgun and, um, you know, just, he, he bought the gear he thought he had to have and he had the, you know, he's only has the one shotgun, right? you know, and afterwards he, he's like, I need to rethink and maybe get some more gear. <laughs> Well, that's so st- be a little bit more prepared. Yeah, and, and it's neat. It's it was really neat to see that. Um, you know, again, some somebody that um, you know, as sportsmen, you might look at it on the surface and and go, we don't want him involved. He's not our type. Mm. And um, how how wrong is that? Uh, just because they've never experienced, um, you know, the opportunities that we had growing up. Uh, with with mentors from you know your your grandpa to your dad um, or friends, um, just because they haven't had the experience, um, doesn't mean they can't appreciate it after being out yeah. with us. And now he's back in the office, and he you know when he's he's standing around the the in the meeting room or the or around the coffee coffee break room, and you know somebody says something about hunting, you know he can say, uh, wait a second. I think you might have that wrong. You know, he shows up with a tactical shotgun and looking like he stepped out of an L.L. Bean catalog because, or maybe a Rambo movie, who knows? But <laughs> that, that is what, that's the, we've allowed the Hollywood and, and some of these people to control the narrative of what hunting is and who we are and stereotype us. And then you get a guy like this that shows up for an event and he leaves there with a completely different mindset i mean a complete paradigm shift i'm going into this thing i need a, a headband and a, a pack of red man and a and a tactical shotgun to fit in and then he leaves there and he's like eh, that's not what i thought it was and it's it's a good thing and now he can talk from a voice of experience rather than what he's been fed and what he's been told that hunting really is and you see that with i've seen it with veterans even at limber lost you know uh the the Sure. Guys came from where was the farthest one away? Missouri or Iowa? A veteran showed up from Missouri yeah. or Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. And this guy's sitting there talking about hunting coons and squirrels, and tells me that that was a bucket list thing for him. 
you know, he wanted to coon hunt and squirrel hunt. It was a bucket list thing for him. And I'm like, wow, dude, you need to get out more. You know, that was my, it's like, we do this all the time. But for, to, to hear him say that, it real it made me realize how big of an impact it was for that guy. And he had a blast. It was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he was, and I, I, he ended up uh, coming back again this year. And, uh, oh yeah, uh, I could, you know, he just, just wanted to be there to, to be part of it again. That's cool. That's so cool. Well, tell, tell our listeners how, how they can get involved. You know, I think when people hear the podcast and, and people hear us talk about freedom hunters every week, how can people get involved in, and what's it going to take? I mean, are we talking about, uh, you know, big logistical nightmare or, or what are we talking about here as far as getting involved in, in using their resources that they have available to get a veteran back out there for a hound adventure? You know, again, it, it can be as simple as, as, as you want to make it or as complex as you want to make it. I'm, I'm more a simple guy and, and my wife would probably say probably simpler than I need to be, but, um, simple too. um, <laughs> that's on a mental basis. So, um, but, um, it, you know, just contact us, um, and, and let us know what kind of opportunity you have. You know, do you have, um, you know, do you want to get guys out, you know, for a coon hunt? Um, you know, you tell us when and where, and, you know, whether it's a day hunt or if it's a two day hunt, and then, then we could work on logistics. You know, do we have to get the guy a hotel room? Uh, you know, do you have, do you have lodging for him? Um, you know, we, we try to get guys, you know, within a logistical range that they can, you know, drive to the hunt, uh, fairly easy, you know, depending on where it's at sometimes, you know, the closest guy we have may be, you know, a state away, mm -hmm. uh, or at least a guy that's, that has that time slot available, you know, may not be you know, a guy in the next town over. So let's, you know, let's, the biggest thing is, is when and where, and then, then we can just hammer out the details from there. And it can, uh, again, be a simple, Hey, I'm going to do a, you know, a Saturday hunt, um, you know, have the guy show up, uh, you know, Saturday morning, um, you know, we'll hunt from dark till, you know, midnight or one in the morning you know, and then find a place for them to stay. Um, so it can, it can be that simple. And um, it almost, it really doesn't matter what the opportunity is. Uh, we'll find a, a veteran that, that wants to be part of that. And like you say, it, it could be a bucket list item for him. It could be where, you know, he grew up, um, you know, hunting hounds with his, with his grandpa and, and hasn't hunted hounds, you know, since he was 12 years old. Um, so everybody's going to be a little bit different. Every event is going to be different. And, and all you've got to do is reach out. You know, we've, we've got, uh, you know, the email going directly to you at, at uh, houndsmanxp at freedomhunters.org or, you know, reach out to us at freedomhunters.org, um, you know, what, whatever way you, you touch base with us, then we can just start working on, on the details and, and get it hammered out. And it can be something that could take, 
you know, weeks trying to, to get the details or it could be something, you know, so simple that it only takes us a matter of a minute or an hour or so to, to get everything lined up and, and then get the invitations going out to the Warriors. So, okay, so you're, we could – it's easy enough that if I, I'm, a, I'm a coon hunter – and um, I decide that I want to be involved. I could meet, I could simply meet a um, veteran at a local fast food restaurant parking lot, leave their vehicle there, take them hunting for a few hours, drop them back off, and they can go home. Is it that simple? It could be that simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yep. Um, you know, and if again, if you want to make it complicated, and and I, I say complicated, if you want to make it a little bit more extravagant, you know, and you want to get the club involved, and you want to have, you know, the wives make dinner and and you know make it a a big outing, we can do that, and we'd appreciate that. But it doesn't have to be. It 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 could just be you and your hounds. And, and, and uh, you know, hey, you know, I don't want to necessarily ride with the guy in the truck and, and wear masks and, and you know, be afraid of COVID. But let's meet at the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you don't have to have the, uh, the contact um, that would, uh, you know, expose yourself to COVID or, um, or whatever else. Um, yeah, these but, but I guarantee. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna. But I guarantee, it'll be uh, it'll be a life changing event for you. Yeah, these these warriors aren't strangers to finding points out in the in unknown places. You know, uh, you know they give you a six six digit grid coordinate and say meet me here, and a lot of these guys know exactly how to do it. If you send them a pin drop on an iPhone and say hey meet me here and we'll hunt. We don't have to ride in the truck together. You don't have to worry about your mask. You know, we'll meet. That's that's a great point. That is an outstanding point, and one of the things that we need to look at for possibilities uh, for for meeting the challenges of of this whole COVID situation. So, but uh, you know, the the extravagant part, it can be extravagant, and you know, I, I when I do stuff, I probably try to plan over plan or do stuff a little more complicated than what it needs to be. So I just want to lay out exactly how simple it could be. Um, you know, when I see an opera, a, a group like freedom hunters and a, an organization like, uh, limber lost, then there's so many possibilities there. You know, you've got an opportunity for community involvement at that point, uh, press, um, what representative or elected official doesn't want to get their picture taken with veterans? Um, the local VFW cooking food, and now you've got you've just you've just made some serious investments in your own future and your community. You're giving back to your community at that point. So, even though it could be as simple as as a pin drop on a phone, meet me here. It can also be. You know, something that, that could be really good for the hound hunting community overall. Sure. And, again, if, if, if a guy wants to, if a club wants to, um, 
do something a little bit more elaborate and, um, you know, more of a community patriotic event. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think uh, you can touch the whole community and expose them to, you know, to what houndsmen do. You know, are they, you know, simple-minded bunch of rednecks that, you know, gather in an old shack, you know, yeah. out in the middle of the woods, yeah. and, and, and all they do is, you know, drink beers as they hunt and spit tobacco. You know, that's, that's, well, I know, I know that's you uh, I, that I'm describing I'm personally. But. I'm glad that people can finally see the real side of the relationship that we have to Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. So we're usually yeah. back and forth quite a bit. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I win most of the time, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't drink beer when I but, hunt, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's whiskey, but that's okay. Um, uh, but you know, I, I only I think, when I'm driving again. Exactly. Uh, but I, I do. I, I think the community can get involved, and you know, so you go to you know the local subway and and say, hey, I need I need some sandwiches. You know, can you donate them and then come out, come out and meet the vets, come out and meet the club. And then you've got, uh, you know, you've got a new friend in the community, someone that's aware of, of what you're doing and, you know, that exposure to, to the houndsman lifestyle. Um, you know, we need, we need friends out there. Um, again, they may, they may not ever want to own a pack of hounds and, and, and you know hunt every weekend and and whatever else but if we can expose them to 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 our lifestyle to um you know the tradition to um you know what the hounds mean to the individual uh you know pack owner what um you know what the tradition of you know has been as they've grown up and and to be able to share that I, i think is is huge for the future of the sport. You bet. You bet. And and I can I'll, I'm just going to elaborate here a little bit. It's not I'm going to lay out the dream the dream dream event and how you can how you can do this. So we've talked about Contact Freedom Hunters, your local club wants to host an event. Okay, so from that point, you know, I think a lot of people th- they always think that, well, we got to look within our own circle to do this. No, let's make this a community event. You mentioned Subway. Maybe it's a local pizza joint, whatever it is, okay? Pitch it to them. It's like we are hosting veterans. And pitch Freedom Hunters to them what, what it's all about, why you want to be involved, the values of why there needs to be a little bit of salesmanship here. You need to be involved in this because this is going to be a community-wide organization. We are going to have somebody there from the local paper, which Limberlost did that with uh, news releases. So your business is going to get exposure for supporting veteran organizations. And let this thing grow. It'll take on a life of its own. And, and you get the local VFW involved, and they maybe supply a meal. Uh, you invite your local elected officials to be there so that they can see what is actually going on in that that building that sits out on the county road. Um, 
and then you take pictures and you you put those on social media and you send one of those pictures back to that business that they can proudly display as a as a uh, donation uh, uh, a supporter of freedom hunters man that is there are so many wins in that kind of a, a an event for a local hound organization it's a win 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 all the way around and absolutely I'll be, you know, and if, you I know, know both of us will be more, outside. yeah, both of us will be more than happy to help these people set this type of an event up and thinking outside absolutely. the box, go with it. What are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, I, I think if you think outside the box, you know, do you have a, you know, a manufacturer in town that, you know, maybe employs, you know, a hundred people, 150, 200 people, um, you know, would they be able to support it again even if they're um you could get them to you know pay for the meals or um you know come out and you know fill a swag bag for for the guys um you know just a little little bit of everything but but the whole thing is you know again do you want to get the community involved and do you want the community on your side exactly Uh, there it is you you could you could do that so easily and um, you know, break down barriers that uh, you know are are tough, you know, and, and can be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, stereotypes that that people have, you can you can correct that all pretty simple. And you know, again, I I think you know, despite uh, some of the things you see on the news and whatever that whatever else, I I think we are very patriotic country. I think 99% of the people out there love America. They love taking care of their veterans. You know, they love what our country is about. And, um, you know, who doesn't need good news and, and um, something, something good to, to dwell on during these times? I do. I need stuff like that. Yeah. I think everybody does. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, what's 2021 look like for you? What are we, uh, what are we, what are we, uh, what's our marching orders for 2021? Where do you know the shot show is being canceled? That's a bummer. It, it is, you know, we've, um, you know, we had shows lined up from, from the first part of January till, till the middle of March. Um, you know, we've, uh, the ATA Shot Show, uh, Great American Show, Western Hunting Conservation, um, <laughs> uh, Dallas Safari, all all of the big shows that we normally network at um, are, are gone this year. Um, you know, I did see NRA push back their uh, their show another couple months to to the middle of summer, so we'll see if that one survives. Where are they planning on hosting um, that this year? That's in Houston this year. Houston, okay. So, yeah, if I remember right, I believe it's pushed back till the middle of July now. Okay. Um, but um, you know, hopefully that one, that one still hits. But uh, you know, right now, um, you know, for us, it's a matter of, uh, you know, getting on the phone and networking with with people who hopefully we would have met at. Uh, 
at one of the shows mm-hmm. and um, you know connect with landowners and sportsmen and um, outfitters and and just trying to you know expand new opportunities and um, you know some of them you've got to be a little bit more creative on you've got to think a little outside the box on on how you can do it or or where logistically we have specific needs um, you know where do we where do we go um, you know we're constantly trying to come up with with new opportunities and and ways to get get veterans outdoors and um, you know again it's it's life-changing for them it's life-changing for the hosts of the event so you know we we've got to continue pushing the mission you know i don't know how long you know covid's going going to be um trying to shut things down but you know we can't we've got to work around it yeah there's no way you know we can allow it to um you know, to take over our lives and, and, and to, you know, unfortunately, you know, to kill veterans with that, um, suicide sense rate. of depression and right. hope and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's yes. Okay. So we, we maybe we've got to accept the fact that, uh, you know, life is going to change, you know, and, and be a little bit more difficult the next, the next year. I, you know, again, I don't know how long we push it, you know, the vaccines, you know, at least coming out and hopefully that'll, that'll help. Um, I mean, there's, there's different things you can think of, you know, the politically driven portion of, of COVID, um, you know, you hate to get into that, no. but, um, you know, the, the whole thing is, are, are you going to let COVID you know, take over your life? Are you going to let it keep you and prevent you from doing things um, that you need to do? I would say that most townsmen, most townsmen are COVID proof. You know, they they don't (laughs) see, we haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, other than we, we found ways to, to still get out there. So organizations like freedom hunters have to have funds to continue to operate. And, uh, I want to talk about some of the fundraising opportunities, how people can support that. But am I wrong in saying that you turn events, people who are hosting events and getting veterans in the field, am I correct in saying you can use that to generate funds from firearms manufacturers and outdoor uh, industry leaders because they are having good times? So by having more sure. events we can help generate more funding for organizations uh, like, like yours, like Freedom Hunters? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's the, I guess the simplest of it all is if we're able to show um, our sponsors um, that we're out there and that we're working hard for the vets and that we're getting them opportunities, you know, despite any setbacks, um, you know they're they're more willing to open up their pocketbook if yes. I can show them that that we've got you know 100 150 300 different outings um, you know of all different types mm-hmm. um, you know to show them that we are utilizing the funds that they provide us um, 
properly and that we're getting the most bang for their buck. Yeah. Um, you know, other ways that, you know, clubs or bigger events can, can help raise money. You know, we've done this with a couple of things. We've got, we've got a goose hunt in Canton, Illinois coming up, uh, uh, January 8th. Um, so the guys that are involved in setting up the hunt will have 30 vets there. Um, you know, they've gone out and we've designed a sweatshirt um, and we've sold uh, sponsorship logos uh, for the back of the sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know that particular hunt um, is, is a fairly expensive hunt for us to put on. You know, you've got hotel rooms, uh, you know, two nights of hotel rooms uh, for the vets, um, you know, at, you know, 140 bucks a night, um, you know, meals and, and everything involved with it there. So it's, it's a pretty, can be a pretty costly hunt sure. uh, for us, but, you know, going out and, and, you know, creating sponsorship packages and, and it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, come with a, a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something along that line. It could be just, Hey, you know, we need, we need 200 bucks, um, you know, so we can put on this event, you know, are you willing to do that? You know, we'll make a banner for you, um, to, you know, put in the clubhouse. Um, you know, you can, you can do that. And, um, you know, the Chicoteague Island hunt, um, for example, we've been doing that shoot. I don't know. It's been 10, 12 years that Chicoteague's been going on. And with that hunt, you know, we've got, um, uh, you know, hotels being donated. We've got food being donated. We've got um, the expenses on the hunt are very minimal. Uh, but we also have, you know, groups, um, you know, like Tyson or VFW or whatever that are are basically out fundraising so that, you know, we walk away with from the event getting 30 vets out and then, you know, having a couple thousand dollars put in a kitty so that we could do, you know, something else, uh, with them. So it's, it's, again, it, it can be as elaborate as you want it to be, but there, there are ways to, to use the event to raise money. And, and again, if it, um, uh, if it raises even money for the club, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's nice to have money flow back to, to us to, keep our mission going but you know can you can you raise money for the club to you know to then hold a youth event or to um to do something different you know well i'm i'm fine with that okay but again it benefits it benef- if it if the club itself benefits from it um in the end we benefit because they're going to repeat they're going to do it again Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's good. That's good for them. And it's, it's good for freedom hunters. It's good for our veterans and it's good for, uh, it's good for our lifestyle for sure. Well, Anthony, I'll tell you what, I think, um, um, do you have any final thoughts or anything, anything we missed, anything you want to get out there? No, but I do, I do want to say, you know, thank you to the Houndsman community and, and especially Houndsman XP. Um, for, for what you guys do 
to uh, to promote what we do, to partner with us. Um, you know, it's a relationship that um, I'm extremely proud of and thankful for. Uh, well, that is know, we've, we've ab- that is mutual, Anthony. I can tell you that we're proud of our partnership with Freedom Hunters, and um, you know, there's, there there are a lot of organizations out there that that are. Um, that that need support and things like that but when i look at freedom hunters and and after if i just done more homework and and i don't know that i could have found a better organization if i'd have done you know more research and things like that i don't know how i could have found a better organization to partner with than freedom hunters you guys are outstanding and and uh, i'll just i'll i'll tell you what i'll put it out there i would like to uh expand on what houndsman xp is doing for freedom hunters so if if we have listeners out there that are interested in serving on a uh, helping me out with a houndsman xp committee uh, for freedom hunters where we can delegate some of this stuff i think there are ways that we could come up with some uh, you know maybe some promotional packets that that we could get to potential groups that are looking to host an event you know no sense in recreating the wheel every time we do an event if we can put together a packet with just some guidelines and some ideas in it and things like that that we can shoot out to a club i think they'll be way ahead of the curve and it won't be so intimidating or a daunting task trying to figure out how they're going to do this um so if we have listeners out there who are who are feeling like they need to become more involved in organizations like this and and want to get involved in something that is truly making a difference then drop me a line uh at chris.houndsmanxp. Uh, uh, let me start again chris.houndsmanxp at gmail.com or houndsmanxp at freedomhunters.org and uh we'll get this thing rolling i think i think there's a golden opportunity i like i said the fruit on the vine is ripe, and it's time time for us to uh, to step up and meet the challenge. Absolutely, and I I truly appreciate it, and I I think we could accomplish great things, and we already have, but uh, to to be able to see you know where we could go with this and and what could be accomplished, I mean it, it's unlimited. It really is. I agree. I agree. Well, Anthony, I appreciate your time today. I always, I always enjoy spending time with you. It's not always, uh, it's not always this civil when we get together. <laughs> no, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't want it to be either. <laughs> oh man. So I'm going to sign us off and For all our listeners out there, until the next time you follow your hounds and I'll follow mine.